All right, and welcome to this special series of Realtor Fight Club. So this series is called What Would You Do? And it airs every Wednesday. This is where we discuss um, actual ethics and professional standards committee violations, or I guess cases, not necessarily violations, but cases or scenarios. And we're wondering, you know, what, what would you do? So my guest here today is Rachel Real. She's the broker owner of Rachel Real Real Estate. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Jen. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? Fantastic. This is a fun <laughs> one. I'm ready for this one. <laughs> oh, this is a go. Oh, good. All right. Good let's, um, let's hear this one. Okay. So this one we're going to talk about today is about uh, multiple offers and the obligation to disclose a dual commission arrangement. So we're all seeing, obviously, a whole lot of uh, multiple offers right now. And the mm -hmm. key to getting those accepted or putting your client in the best position to get them accepted is by asking some additional questions and really knowing how you can make this work for you. So we're going to discuss okay. this, uh, this case here, and then we'll talk about how we can do that for our clients. So Perfect. this one is centered on Article 3. And Article 3 states, realtors shall cooperate with other brokers, except when cooperation is not in the client's best interest. The obligation to cooperate does not include the obligation. I, mean... I right, I know. The obligation to cooperate does not include the obligation to share commissions, fees, or to otherwise compensate another broker. So, and this will become a little bit more clear as we go through the actual case interpretation. Okay, I'm a little confused about that, but okay. Right. Okay. So we're not required to cooperate on commission. Is no. that what that means? Well, it just says that you can't let that get in the way of your cooperation from a cooperation standpoint, you have to be able, you have, you have to do your part to cooperate with each other, but it doesn't mean that if you cooperate, that that also is, is synonymous with commission being paid. So you can be, you can cooperate, but not have commission be a part of that. So that, that'll make sense in a okay. little bit. Okay. okay. So this is a realtor's obligation to disclose dual commission arrangements. So realtors A and B were members of the same association and participants in the MLS. Realtor A, cooperating with Realtor B on Realtor B's listing, submitted an offer to purchase, signed by buyers, offering the listed price and a check for earnest money. The only contingency was a financing contingency, and Realtor A shared with Realtor B the buyer's loan prequalification letter. Lovely. The following day, Realtor B emailed the offer back to Realtor A with rejected written on it and initialed by the seller and explained like that the seller right like giant big capital letters right and explained that the seller had accepted another offer secured by one of realtor b's sales associates so oh they rejected the the, the cooperating broker's offer and accepted one in the same brokerage as which is technically dual latency it depends right. on it. No, it right now. No, it's that would be does hmm. So if you are in an, in a brokerage and you have two, two agents in the same brokerage, it's not dual agency because you have designated agency. So if, oh. if you and I are in the same brokerage and I bring you an offer, it's not dual agency. The only time it's dual agency okay. is if you personally are the same broker as the list on the listing side and the buyer side. So it would but just it be within your broker. Well, same agent, same designated agent. Okay. Yes. Okay. So Realtor A inquired about the seller's reason for rejecting the full price offer with only the mortgage contingency and what had caused mm -hmm. the seller to accept the other offer. Realtor B responded that he did not know, but with equal offers, he supposed the seller would favor the offer secured by the listing broker. So that offer again came from in-house. Later, okay. Realtor A, and don't forget, everybody knows everybody. So later, Realtor yeah. A saw the seller at a dinner party. 
must behave yourself. (laughs) The seller thanked him for his efforts in connection with the recent sale of the seller's home. The seller hoped Realtor A understood there was nothing personal in his decision, adding that the money he saved through his special agreement with Realtor B had been the deciding factor. Mm -hmm. When Realtor A asked about the special agreement, the seller explained he had signed a listing agreement for the sale of his property, which authorized the submission of the listing to the MLS or the multiple listing service and specified a certain amount of compensation. However, the seller stated that he also signed an addendum to the listing agreement, specifying that if Realtor B has sold the listing through his own office, a percentage of the agreed compensation would be discounted to the seller's credit, resulting in a lower commission payable by the seller. But isn't that now, like in our MLSs, I think in all of the ones that I use, that is disclosed. It should be disclosed as a variable rate commission, right? So in in our MLS, you have a field in there that says, variable rate commission. So Realtor A filed a complaint with the Association of Realtors against Realtor B, alleging a violation of Article 3. After its review of the complaint, the Grievance Committee requested an ethics hearing be arranged. Realtor A, in restating his complaint to the hearing panel, said that Realtor B's failure to disclose the actual terms and conditions of the compensation offered through the MLS resulted in concealment and misrepresentation of pertinent facts to Realtor A, and to the prospective buyer served by Realtor A, who had in good faith offered to purchase the property at the listed price with only a mortgage contingency. Realtor A told the hearing panel that if he had known the facts which were not disclosed by Realtor B, he could have fully and accurately informed the buyers who could have then taken those facts into consideration when formulating their offer. As it was, said Realtor A, the buyers acting in good faith were deceived by facts unknown to them because they were unknown to Realtor A. Further, Realtor A said that Realtor B's failure to fully disclose the true terms and conditions relating to compensation made it impossible to have a a responsible relationship with Realtor B and make proper value judgments as to accepting the offer of compensation. Realtor B... Oh, sorry. Oh, this is one more sentence. Realtor B stated that it was his business, what he charged in the... uh, charged and the association or MLS could not regulate his charges for his services. If he wished to establish a dual commission charge by agreement with his client, that was his right, and there was no need or right of the association or MLS to interfere. So, to recap, you have... But you do have to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, no, you do have to disclose it in our MLS, yes. So, so do you, you were, was this prior to that, this case prior to that disclosure, This one, let's see, it was originally in because 88... Because you do... Right, 88 and then 94 and then revised again in 2017. So it kind of is updated over the years. So yes, even now, and th- this this is a good place to kind of talk about the how you make this work for you as a, as a buyer's agent. So yes, as a listing agent, if they have a variable rate commission, it has to be published in the MLS as variable in the special compensation. Can field. it change throughout, like, does it have to be published up front and not change? Or can it change... During negotiations, it can also change during negotiations. Yes. So if you start out, right. So if you start out and you don't have a variable rate commission in there and say you end up, you know, two weeks down the road, you bring the the seller an offer and somebody else does. And and your client, your seller says to you, Hey, well, if I, will you cut me a deal? If you sell, if, if you're the agent on both sides and you say, yes, then you have to then report that to the other agent and say, we now have a variable rate commission. I'm oh, letting you, you know that. Yes, you do have to let them know that. Now, here's here's the rub. For a buyer's agent, the buyer's agent has to know what questions to ask 
and the seller's agent is only going to answer those if you ask them. So for instance, I'm representing a buyer. This just happened last week. There's five offers on a property. One ultimately Mm -hmm. dropped out because they said, I don't want to be part of multiple offers. So now you've got four. Well, they're never going to get out. They're never. I said, well, good luck with that because you're never getting, (laughs) you're never moving. That's the name of the game right now. So my clients want to write an offer. So I call up the listing agent and I say, hello, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to write an offer on your property. Do you have any other offers in hand? So that listing agent, based on the conversation she's already had with her sellers, can answer that question one of two ways. She can say, yes, I do have multiple offers if the seller has authorized her to disclose that. If they okay. haven't, then her, her, responsible, or her, her response then would be, I'm not authorized to disclose that information. Okay. Because she's not authorized. Now, if you read between the lines, you know that that means you have offers, yeah. but you're just not authorized to disclose it. Because if they right. didn't, then it would just be no. And you, you have to answer okay. honestly. So if you have multiple offers and you answer no, that's not an appropriate answer. Okay. Once as the as that buyer's agent, is it then, a violation though? Right. Yes, because yes, you're not right because you're not you're not answering honestly. You're being honest. Right. Okay. So now that you've got that information in hand, okay. Yes, there's multiple offers. Great. The second question you have to ask then is 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 the other are any of the other offers coming from you personally as the listing agent? Are they coming from someone inside your brokerage? which would be an internal sale, because sometimes those are, are subject to variable commissions also. Or is it a mm-hmm. completely third party, co- another co-op agent? So at the time I was asking this, this was when I was offer number two, and there were two more that came in after us. So okay. the, I asked the agent this, she kind of paused and she said, well, yes, I do have the other offer. And she said, this is something no one ever asks. So she was a little caught. Nobody ever asked that. Nobody ever okay. asked. But this is why it's important because she had the other offer as the listing agent, which means she could potentially okay. be acting as a dual agent. So the follow-up question to that then becomes, okay, if you have the other offer, is there a variable rate commission involved? Meaning, but are really you the ch- variable rate could have happened on any of them. I mean, even the right. third party one, can they can use that as part of the negotiation. I would never recommend it. Right. Yeah. I haven't ever seen your commission as a right. point, but it could. It right. Could. I suppose it could, but it would be pretty rare. I don't think I've ever seen that because that would really be one of us, you know, representing a buyer and, and offering to not get paid. So we don't really see that. all. The I time. know that's really that stupid, but I mean, it happens all the right. time. Realtors use their commission for negotiations all the time. All the time. Right. Anyway. Right. Yes. So, so her, her response to that after another long pause was, yes, there's a variable rate commission involved. And I said, okay. Okay. Now the next is step it? is what is the differential meaning? And they're required to tell you that. Right. And her original response was, well, mm-hmm. I don't know that I have to disclose it to you. And I said, well, article three of the code of ethics does state that you, you know, if I ask you, you do have to disclose that. So she learned something new that day too. Um, <laughs> so yes, the difference <laughs> in that case, the seller was obligated to pay X. If she sold it, you know, as a dual agent, they were paying 1% less. So now okay. I have that information. I go back to my clients and say, okay, here, there's multiple offers. We know that one of these offers coming in is being written by the listing agent. And mm-hmm. taking that into consideration, if the seller chooses that offer, they're paying 1% less in commission. Mm-hmm. So let's look at sure. the, I'm giving you all of this information now and the code of ethics also requires that once we have that information as agents, we have to disclose that to our client. We can't mm-hmm. keep that information to ourselves because the whole point is transparency with the client. 
So we right. make sure that, that there would be no benefit would. to keep that information from the buyer. I, I don't see that there would be either. No, but the client okay. was a little perturbed going, well, I don't like that game. I said, well, I, I don't know that I do either, but the whole point is to, to put you on level playing ground with every other buyer right. and, and specifically with her buyer who's going to net the seller more money if they, if they accept that offer. Right. At the same offer. Right. Exactly. Right. So if the property is listed at 350 and our offer comes in at 350 and so does the other offer, it's really 350 plus 1% because that was, I can, I can see like some sellers asking agents like, well then, Hey, will you go down on your commission too? Just like that. I other agent is, or then, you know what, I'll just, because we don't have a buyer agreement, I'll just go ahead and write the offer with the other agent as well. Right, right. Luckily, I had some very, these these were clients who were referred to me who are in a, under a buyer agency agreement. And I said, here's what we've got to work with. Tell and me what your highest many. and best offer is. Yes. And ultimately, yeah, okay. ultimately, my client's offer was the winning offer, which was awesome. Great. And That's that agent great. called me up and, and to, when she called me up to tell me that they got the house, she said, you got them that house. You got them the That's offer awesome. because you asked all the questions and she goes, I'm still trying to so, get over not my offer, not being accepted. <laughs> I said, I know we have, we have all been there. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she's yeah, she highly ethical, which is, is awesome. Shout out to her. Great job. Right, exactly. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because the client, so you know, what, what, what precludes her from saying, well, you know, yeah, I'm going to give them less so that it drives up our offer. I said, well, let's, let's cross that bridge when we come to it, but that's not what should be happening. Yeah. So let's say that, okay. So you said, or I thought I heard if, if there is a variable offer up front that needs to be disclosed in the MLS, which, okay. Now it can also be changed throughout the process. If it is changed throughout the process, it then needs to be disclosed. Right. Right. So in this case, it was probably in the MLS. But, right. and it wasn't changed. Okay, so let's say you asked all these questions, then the agent goes and presents it, and then the seller and the other agent decide, hey, look, we'll go another half a percent, we'll, we'll additionally, we'll go another half a percent down. Does then the agent have to call, if even if the seller doesn't want them to, do they then have to call all the other agents and say, it's a variable rate. The variable rate has changed. That's a good question. I will pull up, I'll pull up some, some detail on that and get the answer to that question. And we'll, we'll talk about that too on the next episode so that we can get some clear information on that. And we'll share that too on the page. So I'll pull up, I know that there's, there's a separate article on that also, but yes, essentially Mm -hmm. when there's a variable commission involved, you do have to disclose that and you have to disclose that to all the parties. That way everybody knows. So yes, yeah, but then at what point that, is it, which makes sense, but then at what point are you not following the direction of the sellers? If it was disclosed that it was variable rate, but nobody else asked, nobody asked. Cause I imagine that's what happens. Oftentimes nobody asks. Right. And there's entirely, it's entirely possible that if the other say, say offer, offer three and four that came in called her and just said, Hey, do you have multiple offers? Yes, we do. Great. Okay. Thank you. And that and could that have been it. the end of that conversation. Right. Yeah. You only have to answer those additional questions if that buyer's agent continues to ask. Right. That makes sense. Well, that was a good one. I like that. That's really interesting. Yeah, it is. I think, yeah. So as the buyer's agent, I think it's really key to make sure you ask those questions so that you can represent your buyer. And that's awesome that you want. 
I mean, to be able <laughs> right. to be able to to have a winning offer over a listing agent's, you know, that's who, huge. And it, and, it, and it turns out, from what I can gather, I think that that offer was in hand before they went on the MLS. They had it in the private network. They had an offer in hand from the listing agent, but the seller said, hey, they were savvy enough to know that, hey, I might get more and I want to expose this to a large, to, to the general public before mm-hmm. I and they did get jump more. on the first offer. And they, they did. She said all of the offers came in very close to each other, um, but we had some, some def- a definite leg up after asking some of those questions. That's awesome. So, That's yeah, so, so, so on this right, one, so- the hearing panel agreed that it was Realtor B's right to establish his fees and charges as he saw fit. Oh, I forgot we didn't even talk about yeah, it. We just decided. Yes. Right, we the just decided for them. Yes. <laughs> and that the association or own ethics committee. <laughs> right, right. The association or MLS could not and would not interfere. However, the hearing panel noted that his complete freedom to establish charges for his services did not relieve him of his obligation to fully disclose the real terms and conditions of the compensation offered to the other participants of the MLS and did not justify his failure to disclose the dual commission arrangement. In the case of a dual commission arrangement, the listing broker must disclose not only the existence of the special arrangement, but must also Mm -hmm. disclose in response to an inquiry from a potential cooperating broker, the differential that would result in the total commission in a cooperative transaction. So if you're asked, you have to disclose it. The hearing panel concluded. If they don't ask you, you don't have to. Right, right. So it's all up to that buyer's agent as to how how well their client's going to be represented. The hearing panel Mm -hmm. concluded that by submitting a listing to the MLS indicating he was offering a certain amount of compensation to cooperating brokers, while other relevant terms and conditions were not disclosed to the other MLS participants, he had concealed and misrepresented real facts and was in fact in violation of Article 3 of the Code of Ethics. Wow. So yes, the hammer came down. Mm, That's good. All right, Rachel. So you do business in Chicago. If people have um, a referral for you or they have a question, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah. So my cell phone number is typically the best way to get a hold of me. And that's 630-542-8688. And you can call or text, uh, or you can email rachelreal at gmail.com or find me on Facebook at Rachel Real Estate. You're everywhere. I am. You're not hard to find. <laughs> no, no. As long as you spell my name right, awesome. you can find me anywhere. <laughs> right. That's the problem. R-A- that is the problem. A-E-L. A-E-L. You got it. And I'm in the yeah, western suburbs awesome. of Chicago. Perfect. Well, we appreciate you being on as usual. It's always insightful and we always learn a lot, even though I don't we always do. like it. Right. Now, you might but. not like what you're learning, but at least it will keep you out of realtor jail. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Rachel. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.